Hi everyone, um, we have with us today Natasha Sky from Natasha Sky Coaching. Hi ladies, thank you so much for having me on today. Now Natasha Sky Coaching, what's that about? What sort of coaching do you do? So mainly I focus around mindset and empowerment coaching working with women, but a big part of my business is incorporating energy work. So I do a process called Access Bars and it's just about following the energy in order to allow that conversation to become more congruent with what someone's actually saying and get them to the goals that they're trying to achieve. It is It is actually so much fun. I've done an access bar with you like a while ago now. Um, and it was kind of when everything first started like happening with my whole come to God moment. Um, <laughs> What's an access bar? So it's she, you lay there and she's asking you questions and she's holding your head and depending on how you relate, you're reacting. I'm probably saying this all wrong, by the way, Natasha. But I'm going to do it in <laughs> layman. This is the, this is, this is the layman. And I'm going to listen to this one. Don't worry from you. <laughs> Why ask a professional? I know. <laughs> What's Natasha here for? <laughs> yeah, so I just laid there and she was asking me questions. And depending on what I was saying, I was either going to have a negative reaction or a positive reaction. If it was negative, she kept asking questions to, deep, to dive more in. Oh. And it was just so enlightening because I learned things about myself. And then um, when it got to like to a point where I was like, okay, this is too far now. She asked me to let go of that and ask if I was okay to let go of that. And then I'd let go, and then we would move on to the next thing. Is that? Wow. Did I explain that right? <laughs> you did. You did very well. The most important thing that I want to hit on is that when it comes to access consciousness, which is the overall and the bars is just a tool, is there's no right or wrong. And whatever you get out of the process is what you get out of it. So I'm just going to go to maybe the more high level. (laughs) (laughs) I thought yours was high level, right? (laughs) Everything is made up of energy, right? And that's purely based from a science background. You know, the chair you're sitting on, the phone you use. Us as humans are just energy. So we have the bars referred to the energy that goes from one side of the head to the other. Um, And as Brittany said, when you come in for a session, you lie down and I go through this process of gently putting my hands on certain places on your head. And these actually activate different aspects in our life. So it might be stuff from like sexuality, control, creativity, all those things that we hold values and beliefs around. So when we're activating them, you might notice that certain things come up. Now with an access bar session, it will vary person to person, like practitioner to practitioner, but also from session to session. So a standard bar session is just going through those placements on the head. Whereas I like to follow the client's energy and that's when I go through and I like to just have a conversation. I'm a chatter at the best of times anyway, but the session is about the person. So they might lay there and drift off to sleep. Whereas other people actually just seeing what energy is popping up and asking questions and seeing where that takes us and getting to a point where maybe you are ready to let go of something in your life. But it's also about what you're willing to choose. So if you don't want to let go of that certain part in your life, maybe you're not ready or it's actually serving you, then you don't have to either. So I hope that wasn't too overwhelming. No, it was so good. It was so, so good. And I'm like, I'm pretty open with anything like this. And um, you contacted me. I was like, hey, like, do you, I know you're probably going through some stuff. Do you want some help? And yeah, it was so nice for her. And it was a good chat. And I felt like when I was doing it, I literally felt like crying the whole time. Like, it was just so, like, so emotional. I felt like such a baby when I left. I was like, oh, that was, like, a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, I do have that effect on people sometimes. But how did you feel in the days afterwards and reflecting back on it? To be honest with you, I really feel like that session was the one that made me go, I'm making the right decision with what I'm doing. 
Like wow. it was no seriously because like the questions that you were asking and the way we got into certain like certain things that we went over, it kind of just made me made me really realize the situation that was happening. If that makes sense, it was it was good. Pretty much, you, you thank you. I really, really, really appreciated it. And thank you from me as yeah. well because because otherwise. <laughs> well, this was this was before I met you. Like I had this done like right yeah, no, right I think at when the you said yeah when you said right that, right at the beginning and just but before, still had you not have done it we would maybe never have met yeah thanks Natasha <laughs> <laughs> not a drama at all um, and I think that's it in society we can be such a contribution to others whether we realise it or not right. And when I reached out to you, Brittany, I didn't have any expectations of maybe one day coming onto a vodcast. You know, it was just a type of energy that came up. And usually I would have been like, oh, this is really weird to reach out to this person and be like, hey, I do this energy thing. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to do it? (laughs) But it was trusting in the energy that came up and went, oh, I just had this urge to message you. And you can say no, right? Like you can go, oh, I got a message from some weird chick that I've never met before. Or you could go, oh, you know what? Something's coming up in me going, I'm going to trust in that. Yeah. No, it was so good. And I really, really appreciate it because yeah, it definitely helped me a lot. And it's just about bringing that awareness into your life because so often we're looking for um, validation from others or we're quite often asking questions of others. What should I do? I'm thinking about this. And we start going around and around and around our head own head and one of the sayings I love from access consciousness is if our mind could have figured it out by now don't you think it would have and it's actually taking a step back and coming into ourselves so whether it's someone facilitating those questions and asking those questions it's all about what's already inside of you and just taking note of what's coming up for you and then you going, okay, now I have this awareness and I have a bit more clarity. What do I want to do with it? And you still get to choose. You can go, okay, well, I can choose to ignore it and just do X, Y, Z, or I can choose to follow the breadcrumbs and go with what feels right. Plus too, like your brain's literally there to protect you. So you'll have constant arguments with yourself to be like, I want to do it, but I don't want to do it. Why don't I want to do it? Because you're scared, because your body's trying to protect mm, you. It's like you're, fight or flight You know what I mean? Thing. 100%. Yeah. Like, and you'll constantly have this like fight with yourself of wanting to do it, but not knowing and it's scary and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It's just too much. So yeah, I think it was good to kind of be like, to talk it out, to realize a few things. And even do like, I remember when certain things came up and you're like, are you, are you willing to let go? And sometimes I was like, nah, I'm not letting go of that. <laughs> like, I remember, I remember leaving to it. I was like, that's funny. There's like certain things that I was just like, uh, one of them was, um, oh, I can't. It was just about men. And I was like, nah, I'm still, I'm still higher than men. Like, <laughs> <laughs> not letting go of that. No. <laughs> Which is completely fine too. And whether it's something you choose to let go of in the future or it's something you hold on to, it's something that you have gone, no, I'm trusting in myself for now. I'm not there or I don't want to. And that's completely fine. There's no judgment about it. And I don't have a point of view. I'm not going there like, oh, well, you've, you know, a client's coming in and they've got to let go of this in order to have a really successful session. Or No, it's up to them what they're willing to get out of it. And it's just trusting in their energy to take us where we need to get to during the session and then letting them choose what they do with it. Um, another thing that I'd love to talk to you about 
about today, just following on from what you've said, is, you know, women, or as women, you know, we nowadays do so much and we take on everything and we try to be, I think, perfectionists in everything that we do. And I'm sure that you see a lot of women like that. I think we're probably all like it in something. You know, we want to be the best that we can be at work and the best mum that we can be. And Yeah. Well, that's originally what really motivated me to get into coaching and particularly working around mindset and empowerment and working with women. So as women, for a long time, I classed myself as being an independent, strong woman and I wanted to be equal or better than men. And I never realised how much I was actually separating myself, A, from myself, but also from the other people in my life, my community. And it's understanding who we are and what we actually want to achieve. So there's such a, I need to be the best career woman. I need to be the homemaker. I need to be X, Y, and Z. And for some reason, instead of just getting to being equal as, we've decided we need to really master everything, be the best at everything, set high expectations on ourselves. And then we're so busy trying to be the best at everything, we actually forget what is important to us and what we value. And it's just coming back to who we are and going, I can actually choose whatever I want. And if I want to be a stay-at-home wife and homemaker who's raising the children, that's completely fine. But if I want to be a career-driven woman and really step up through the corporate world, that is amazing. But you don't have to do it all. And a lot of us feel the pressure that we do have to. And it's just going, what do I want to choose? Who am I? And what sort of life do I want to live? And reminding women that, yes, we can do it all. We don't have to do it all. And we don't have to do it alone. Mm. That's a really good message. I think, you know, if you go back 50 years, it, you know, it was always the case that, you know, stereotypical man would go out to work and stereotypical woman would stay home and, you know, look after the house and raise the children. But yeah, I mean, we've got such different expectations. I don't know if it's from society or oh. if we just place them on Life ourselves. Life is too expensive to live in that it world. Is. I wish, I wish I could be a 50s housewife. I, I don't. Just cook I, and don't clean. I don't want to just. Oh, yeah. it would be, it would be nice. It would be nice, but, it's but just... you need you can't do that in today's society. Like it is too expensive. You need to have you know, <laughs> two full time workers in the household just to afford to live, mm. unless your partner's making like a shit ton of money. Like it's actually impossible. Mm. Now we're both working full time, yet we're still needing to look after children and have all these things because there's yeah. there's no behind the scenes person anymore when you're both working full time. When the man used to work his 40 hours a week and make, bring home the bacon, the woman would be doing everything else. Mm. She that her job was to be the behind the scenes person to make sure it was he's able to do what he needs to do. Yet we don't have that. Yet we're still expected mm. to do that. Yeah, and we've still so got our same role silly. and we've got to work as yeah, well. Yeah, it's so yeah. silly like with myself, like I chose, I chose career over children because I don't want to have to do both. I don't want to have kids, but I want to have a career. Okay, well, I'm just going to do that then. I don't, I don't need to do both. It's also knowing that you can choose it and it doesn't have to look like this cookie cutter type situation either. So if you do want to have kids and you do want to have a career, 
what can you do differently that wasn't available to us in the past? Is it, you know, having the support of other women? Is it being able to have a job where you can have your children there? Is it where your partner might take some time off on leave instead of you as the female? And it's about the conversations and opening it up and bringing it into just those normal conversations with your girlfriend. So I know for myself, the conversations I've been having around my with my partner is what would it like to be like to raise children? Because I am working in my own business. He's working full time. We have this very busy lifestyle, but it is really important for us to have children. And I naturally take on that nurturing step. I'm like, I'm not going to be the one who's doing X, Y, and Z. So what will we do instead? And making sure you're communicating that because is it societal expectations or is it what we've perceived to be societal expectations and now we're creating that as our reality? I think that's true like in all relationships and this is where I feel like a lot of issues come from. And you can clarify this being the divorce lawyer that you are. <laughs> um, but... That's all right. You've been able to detail Natasha's... Um... Yes, I'm taking over both careers <laughs> I mean, you tell me. Yeah. I'm a divorce lawyer and a, um, and a mind coach. So... I think with, um, sorry, sorry, where was I going? Relationships. Relationships and divorce. (laughs) Not having those conversations before you jump into things. It happens all the fucking time. Like when you say, oh, I want to have kids and your partner doesn't want to have kids, but you still push to have kids, but then you're expecting him to be at this such a high level of stepping up to that plate when he never wanted to step up to start off with. Mm. That is a massive thing. And it happens in all of the relationships. Like me and James make sure that we communicate on everything. And just like you're doing with your husband, Mm. Hey, these, this is what I'm willing to do. What are you, what, what's your expectations towards this situation? So you're bringing up those conversations before you're even just jumping into having kids Mm. to start off with. And I think no one's, no one's ready to have children. But at least if you're having these those conversations <laughs> to start off with, you know what your expectations levels are. And you're both on the same page about it. I and know, you're both um, on the same page. Before Sam and I actually got married, we went to like couples counselling, even though there was nothing wrong with our relationship. And yeah. one of the things, one of the reasons we went to couples counselling was to discuss those issues. You know, do you want children? How many children do you want? You know, if it were the case that. Um, you know, they, they bring up all sorts of things that like just sort of left field that I would never have thought of before having children you know things like you know if your child had a disability you know what would you do what sort of help would you have you know would you have another child if you had a child with a disability those kind of things and it's like it's actually really important to have those conversations and think about that you know again you can make informed decisions because you're thinking about them before they come up mm. yeah so you can work out what you want your life to really look like because things like you know children with disabilities you can't choose whether that occurs you know if if that occurs then you know you work your life around them because they're they're what's most important so yeah yeah. well we do we do couple counseling me and James we love it because it's like we get to hold a rock and we I talk and then I pass the rock and then he I talk don't you talk while I'm holding (laughs) the rock and I guess it's the same with anything it's about you know as humans we like to grow and develop and if you're not doing something in your relationship to try and move forward and handle issues as they come up or be able to find different skills to handle different situations so we're constantly changing so if I'm changing and my partner's changing I can't expect him to meet me where I'm at if 
he's still trying to catch up and actually work out where I am. And so whether it's, you know, couples counselling or different modalities that you get into, it's really important to ensure that with every relationship you have, you understand where the person's actually at so that you can make a choice because there might be a time where you go, this doesn't work for me anymore or what I want is different. And it's being able to go, that's completely okay. And being in allowance of who that person is fully instead of just tolerating. And it's a really big thing where I think as women, we quite often tolerate certain aspects instead of being able to be in allowance of it. And it's, you know, I'll tolerate being the stay-at-home housewife doing this X, Y, and Z instead of being very, really vulnerable and having those conversations. Or And even way before that, it's peeling back the layers and going, what do I actually want? Because somehow I found myself just in this role as this corporate career-driven woman who's looking after the house and you actually start feeling lost and in that person, you go, what did I actually want? And what do I want my life to look like now? And what can I do to change it? Plus too, like having those conversations, it changes as well. As we get older, we change what we want, what we don't want, like everything, uh, our situations, like constantly having those conversations rather than just being like, oh yeah, yeah, I know what they want. Because I think the biggest mm. thing with me, like if I was with someone who really, 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 really wanted to have kids, like that was one of their major goals, they wanted to have a family, it would be a different it's story for work. me. Yeah. I, no, but I would I would have children if oh. someone, no, if, so, if I was with someone who yeah. really 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 want to have kids then I would make that step but the fact that I'm with someone who doesn't want to have kids and I don't really want to have kids we're like okay well let's not have kids you know what I (laughs) mean but if someone was willing to step up to that and to play like you know I want to be a stay-at-home dad I want to I really Mm. want to have kids I'm like cool no problem but it's also good that you're not having kids for society's sake as well you know oh we're x age we should have kids because at certain age we're supposed to have kids you know people get married for that reason as well oh I'm a certain Mm. age I've got to get married you know and they end up marrying the wrong person say the worst thing about being married and not having kids is everybody's like when are you having kids oh my lord Oh my lord! You go to any rel out, rel out. What is it called? Any see any relatives? They're like, so when are you having kids? And I'm never. like, never, I'm never having. But I think that's also sometimes just to cover for not being for having a surface level conversation because people are too scared to get too deep. So it's like, oh, what's something I can talk to this person about? Okay. Uh, and I was at a wedding and I was talking to this lady next to me. They'd been married for about six months. And I was like, oh, you must get a lot of conversations from people about when you're having kids. And she's like, oh, yeah, I do. And we had a bit of a joke of it and, you know, had a couple more wines. And she actually ended up um, confiding to me and said, we're really struggling to fall pregnant. And it's really hard when people keep asking us. You don't actually know what's going on with other people in their lives. And sometimes what can seem as a really innocent comment And whether it's kids or any other different aspect in our life, we're already making a presumption presumption or a judgment based on this point of view of certain values that have been integrated into us from such a young age. And it's all that multifacal different layering that happens on us as humans that we don't even, we're not even aware of. And that is so true. Like what you said too, surface layer conversations. Yes, I hate them. Because when you go to real, um, see relatives and stuff, they're like, oh, so when are you having, having a baby? Or when it, and I'm like, okay, well, why don't you ask me something rather than just thinking I should say that. Mm. Think about something that could be of interest to a conversation rather than just going back to the stereotypical fucking things to say. It's so, it's so, so true. Service conversations I just can't deal with. But that's even um, 
and I was having a really deep conversation with one of my girlfriends and we we're talking about how people don't like getting into deep conversations and she asked this girl oh so what would you do if you could do anything in the world and someone went oh that's deep and I was like is it (laughs) 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 it's once you start getting into that place too you don't realize how uncomfortable it makes people because it actually means that they have to look at their own life instead of just kind of floating through it because until you're asked a question that shakes you up a bit and goes oh what do I want in life you're not actually taken to a place to think about it and it comes back to all that who are you surrounding yourself with and what sort of life do you want to have and you know it's completely fine to have a mediocre life but why live a mediocre life if you could live a truly inspiring amazing adventurous life exactly 100 also too when you're like you ask deep questions i do that all the time and my friends and family Um. are like what i'm like well i don't want to ask questions i don't want to know the answers to like what do i care what you ate for dinner last night like <laughs> tell me something more important what's going on in your like blah 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 and they're like okay okay but it also helps our family and friends as well because we're making them think about things that won't necessarily think about so if they're going to have a conversation at least it's helpful exactly and just giving a different perspective or a different point of view and I guess that's where it all comes into what contribution do you want to be within this world and the more you are yourself and the more you are aware of who you are the more contribution you can be and if we allowed everyone the space to completely step into who they are and especially for women to really own who they are what would they be able to give back to this world? What would they be able to give to society? What would they be able to give to their friends and family? But also being in allowance of who they are and what are you willing to accept in order for them to embrace who they are? I love that. Absolutely love that. Now, Natasha, how can our audience get into contact with you if they'd like to be able to work with you? And, you know, I think, yeah, there's lots of lots of things that you can help with. And, yeah, you've definitely got real insight and you're really inspiring. So I love that about you. Thank you so much for that. The best place to find me is the gram. Um, so you'll find me at Natasha Sky Coaching, um, all of my handles. So Facebook, Natasha Sky Coaching, and my website is natashasky.com. Um, so you can book access bar sessions or coaching and I also have a free webinar coming up about working with your mindset and your energy in May so they'll be coming out on all my socials shortly Yes, awesome. so good. What's the webinar? I'm doing that. Is yeah, that I reckon as well. Okay, cool. I'm sure I send you girls the link, but it's all about how we can understand what our mindset actually is, what um so working with our subconscious, our unconscious and our consciousness in order to bring more awareness and clarity into our life and working with our energy. So kind of coming full circle, energy, as science says, is everything. So it's understanding that intuition, being able to be present with ourselves and getting connected to ourselves and just really easy steps. You know what? I'm not going to sit on a cushion and meditate for hours. That's not my jam. (laughs) (laughs) So what's a way that while I'm sitting on the train on the way to work, I can do some a little mindfulness activity to just help me connect with myself. And once we have that connection to ourselves, it's understanding what we actually want to create in life. Love it. That's so good. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for your time. I have absolutely loved talking to you ladies. And I have to say, I am a giant creep. I have been following you and I love everything (laughs) that you are creating. The more women in this world that we have creating a community, having real conversations and lifting each other up, the better this world will be. 
Yeah, it's so true though. It needs to happen. So thank you. Thank you, you Natasha Sky. <laughs> thank you.